Coming up, we're going to continue riding the hype train that is Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Also, we're going to talk about Halloween Horror Nights, because why not? And then finally, we're going to answer just a couple of your questions at the end of the show. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Dis Unplugged. This is episode 220 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is also brought to you by Disboards.com. If you're looking for even more information to help you plan your Universal Orlando vacation, head over to Disboards.com and join the discussion today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I, of course, am your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined alongside by my co-host. It's no surprise. You know him. You love him. Ryan the Rhino Clavin. Welcome Hello. to the show. Hello. Thank you. I'm just going to talk over you all day. Yes, please. Yes, okay. Please. Thank you very please. much. Yes. Uh, no, thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm glad we could come here together on this on this blessed day to uh, talk about as all this universal two, stuff. Two mouth brooders do. As, yes, as two mouth brooders do. And we will get to what a mouth brooder is in fact very uh coming up quickly here on this episode but yeah i just want to give you uh, a recap of what we're going to be talking about today just so you know whether or not you actually want to tune in i'm assuming that most people are going to just turn this off right there but hey maybe we'll get you so uh we're going to talk about a little bit more about hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure right before it opens up here we're also going to talk about a new halloween horror nights house announcement uh, so hey i'm already being nice by not playing that as the lead I'm putting that second, so you're welcome for all those people mm. already sick of it. And then we're going to answer a couple of your questions at the end of the episode. So, uh, and I'm going to give a I'm going to give a plug to last week's episode. So you might have listened to it, you might have watched it, but uh, regardless, uh, it's apparently people loved watching us eat hot dogs. Either that, or it was your exclamation of that's going to be the thumbnail of you putting i uh, saw that thumbnail you said that's going to be the thumbnail so you know what i did i was a man of my word and i made it the thumbnail and i don't know if that's why it helped and why we got so many people to watch that episode but uh, a good amount of you did um i'm sure we got some new people so if you're coming back for this next week uh, now we're going to show you how much of a disappointment train the universal edition is <laughs> as we go from one high to a very low low but hey we all have fun. That's a roller coaster, baby. That's podcasting. <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> Gonna work it in every time now. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll see what else we can work in. We always try to work stuff in. I, I, I heard the child catcher creeping outside the bushes, but I don't think he's here yet. So <laughs> we'll see one day. But- Trickle toys. <laughs> Trickle toys. <laughs> Lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate us so much. So, okay, uh, let's start off by talking about Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, obviously the new attraction coming to Islands of Adventure inside the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. We are getting very close to the grand opening, uh, which will be happening on June 13th, 2019. Uh, word on the street is, uh, at least uh, as of when this episode is being released, that we could be on the brink of soft openings 
that's happening, uh, technical rehearsals. I'm not going to get into date specifics on that. There there was one date that uh, I heard. There was another date that I heard. Uh, there was another date that I heard. None of the dates are lining up in my head. So you know what? I think it's just going to be one of those things that it might just randomly happen and some people are going to get lucky and then the blogger span- stampede will come through and the annual pass holder stampede will come through and everyone will just push everyone over and it'll be fun and that's how we'll handle it but uh before we get to that so uh to that madness which i'm sure will be uh, very very soon for all of us uh you know we're gonna we're gonna build up the hype a little bit more so uh universal actually took a bunch of people from the media behind the the walls the construction walls to get a glimpse of the attraction in action and uh as well as parts of the queue and uh as you can tell probably we are not one of those uh groups that were selected for that mm. unfortunately mm. uh i i mean it's it, it's a big loss on your part so i'm sure you saw plenty of other videos from other outlets and stuff that that were able to 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 get that information out there first but uh unfortunately that wasn't part of us so i can't tell you what it was like being in that experience yet you'll just have to wait a little while longer but for now we're going to kind of go over what they consider to be seven thrilling details about hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure and by that i mean universal orlando as part of a story they released on their official blog so um so you're ready to talk about this story coaster Hmm. okay story coaster i i i i yeah it's a roller coaster with a story i get it yeah i know i get it they're not the first to use that description for an attraction (laughs) well okay i don't think okay it's fine it's fine so uh number one they said you're going to journey beyond the grounds of hogwarts castle this is a never-ending story coaster boom nailed it there you go uh you'll venture to the edge of the forbidden forest and enter ruins that seemingly been abandoned for centuries behind hagrid's hut the ruins were imagined and brought to life by universal creative in collaboration with the harry potter films production designer Stuart craig and art director alan gilmore this is where your care of magical creatures with hagrid will begin hmm Number two, all new environments and sets. Inside the ruins, you will see materials from Hagrid's Care of Magical Creatures class, including dragon eggs on the verge of hatching and a makeshift nursery, 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 where he kept his blast-ended scroots in a terrarium before they outgrew the chamber. There will also be a pre-show featuring digital production projection technology and special effects where you'll encounter Arthur Weasley, Hagrid, and his loyal dog, Bang. But the experience doesn't stop there. Once you board your motorbike, you'll plunge deeper into the forbidden forest and closer to some of the Wizarding World's most rarest magical creatures. And that forest, of course, has 1,200 trees. Ooh. They're all tiny right now. They're going to get big. I've got a fun joke. I'll tell you off air about it. Oh, okay. I can't, I can't say it on air right here. But uh, yeah, no, so the, the ruins that you're going to walk through, that's the repurposed structure from the Dragon Challenge Cube. So I'm glad that 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 stayed alive and from like what the people who went into the queue said i mean it's it's obviously completely changed in there but at the same time it it's still it has that familiar feel of dragon challenge still in there which had that familiar feel of dueling dragons so i like that it's keeping keeping tradition alive in Mm -hmm. a way but the the pre-show uh with the the projection so it's going to be like gringotts going in and seeing bill weasley standing there so I, I i like those little shows that adds a little bit of it but uh you know they're kind of they have to go to these other cast members at this point because the main <laughs> ones are like please stop calling 
We've changed our number. Yeah, I mean, it's a, and now that Ron Weasley is a Netflix star, um, he can't be bothered. What's he in now? He was in that one where they told him he had cancer and that he was going to die, and then they oh. found out that it was a mistake. And yeah, 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 yeah. I watched very little bits of it, and I was like, this makes me uncomfortable. I do not care to watch anymore so i didn't but number three the most launches of any roller coaster in the world with seven total launches any wow yeah. okay that's i uh, know that's that cool. Is cool yeah no yeah. it's very cool so seven launches throughout 50 miles per hour so uh we're talking about a nice long ride there with those extra moments of thrill that happen along the way so i like it um next the first roller coaster in the united states to feature a free fall vertical drop dropping you nearly 17 feet so we've been talking about this a while you know with the with the um devil's snare and that was going to be a portion where you actually drop down on there uh, there was some misclarifications about this in that uh there is another another theme park attraction a roller coaster out there that does have a drop track in the united states it's for bolton at bush gardens williamsburg but apparently the difference is and i got a, my uh, one person i was talking to about it uh, they were explaining that it really is not that Verbolton is an elevator system. This really is not an elevator system at all. It's oh. it is a true free fall drop on mm. it. So uh, it, it will be safe. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> yeah. and it's the first it, one goes out, just crashes on the yeah, ground, and they're yeah. like, "Whoops, never rode again." It, it will be safe, but it is a, a true free fall. So that's kind of that is neato bajito. So uh, it will be the longest roller coaster in Florida, measuring nearly a mile in length, five thousand fifty three feet. Mm. So nice long attraction. So uh, you know, word on the street, uh, right around five minutes for, it's for a roller coaster experience. Doesn't it feel like roller coasters are so much longer than that? Yeah, a when, lot of them do, but a lot of them don't. So, like, the, I'll give you an example. Uh, we were out in Knott's Berry Farm a couple months back, and we rode uh, what is a, what feels like it lasts forever. It, if you're talking about what I'm talking Oh, no, you're no. going to talk about the Pony Express. I was going to talk about one. the Pony Express, a very, very timid, uh, yeah. easygoing coaster that is is in the Tron-style seating. So that's part of this, too. Um, the We'll talk about the, the cars next, but it's actually on the motorbike. You're more – you're not sitting in that motorcycle style on it. You are on a, on a seat, yeah. so it's not – not really motorcycle style. So um, for for Tron style right now, if you're not going out to, to Tron, uh, the best thing we could recommend right now is the Pony Express at Knott's Berry Farm. And we waited in line for like 10 minutes for it. And it was just this literally a loop that goes around. And I was like, oh, well, you know, it's it was it was fun in that 30 seconds that we yeah. were on it but like it's going to be awesome once we go and ride tron here in walt disney world and it's going to be this amazingly long experience and now i'm like i haven't watched any of the ride throughs of it ever i don't i know what the building looks like i know the shoot on the outside that's all i want to know for the first time that i ride it whether it is here or over in shanghai but as i've been watching the track being built at walt disney world every time i pass by it i'm like it's going to be such a short ride. It's um. not. It's not as long as I thought. And then that, but yeah. that led me to think like there really aren't very many long 
roller no, coaster. A roller coaster floor. that's five minutes long. That's a long roller coaster. Yeah, the the only I and I don't have my facts in front of me here, and I know you wouldn't ride it anyways. Probably you'd be now nah, you'd ride it. You'd just be scared. No. no, um, in Bush Gardens, Tampa, they have Cheetah Hunt, and that ride feels very very long. But I'm not, I didn't look up to see which which I mean obviously this is the longest one in Florida, but I didn't look up to see how long that is. But I, I like a good long roller coaster. It's it's very rare that you get those really really long ones because then a lot of times the ones that are super long in length also you know they go very very fast so yeah um, that also you're over and done with them before you even know yeah. it you know so it's a it's a weird life we live in roly coasters huh or roly coasters <laughs> roly coaster type of world that's podcasting that's yeah. Fun. <laughs> Okay, so Enchanted Motorbikes will take you on an adventure through the Forbidden Forest, and you can ride the motorcycle like Hagrid or board the adjacent sidecar like Harry Potter. I, How are we going to ride this for the first time? Are you going to be on the motorcycle, or am I going to be in the sidecar? Mm. I just asked the same question, but it worded it differently. I, I don't know. So it all depends on what... It, I like the idea of being higher up on the motorcycle. I'm scared I, of both. Yeah. <laughs> so I I like I enjoy um I, I enjoy roller coasters that where you kind of sit up and you don't have your feet on the ground. Well, and, see, I want to be in the car, sidecar so I can wear my white scarf. Yeah, it flutters in the wind okay. behind me. Then you can be you can be stupid Harry Potter <laughs> in this little stupid sidecar for the first time, and I will be Hagrid. I mean, dimensions-wise, that's it's true closer anyways. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, And then uh, the story coaster will catapult you 65 feet into the air at a more than 70-degree angle, then drop you backward Yeesh. in one movement. So we're talking about the spike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Go up and down. So, uh, yeah, they showed off a quick little video, too, um, of kind of the the sneak peek of the attraction. So it's, you know, all moving very quick, but you get some launch moments through the ruins and left and right. And it's twisting a lot. I, I, like, I know we talked about it in another show where I said, oh, it twists over the water really low. But when I watch the video, I'm like, man, that track is right above the water. Like, I'm sure that you can't reach your hand down into it, but that's how close it looks. Um, oh, it's, and I, I wouldn't either. But yep, I mean, it's a, you'd almost feel like you could get your face wet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was Hagrid's again. Opens June 13th. Maybe technical rehearsals will start sooner, but we will have to see on that. So now we're going to move over to Halloween Horror Nights because we're talking about a new house announcement, another original house announcement. Mm pumped 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 uh everyone expected this because uh there was a very intriguing post on twitter by halloween horror nights where it was uh, a bunch of waves like 32 uh, wave emojis with one devil in the middle yeah and so it's like okay well maybe that's a clue and uh turns out it is because we have the next house and that is rhino depths of fear yes Oh, oh, oh. Not Johnny Depp's of fear. Depths of fear. Uh, that's uh, I believe Johnny Depp's of fear is when you get in a relationship with Amber Heard and have to struggle through uh, to find your way out. It's getting too intense. <laughs> Was it, is it too soon? Maybe it's it, still currently happening. So I mean, and granted, Lincoln jokes just became acceptable. I thought you said I thought you said LinkedIn jokes, and I was like, "Yeah, everyone's laughing over on LinkedIn." Lincoln jokes. I need, I yeah. need to see this play like I need a hole in the head. Terrible. It's one of my favorite office quotes. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love how he's like, mm. and he doesn't. He's so proud of himself. 
He is. He is. So, uh, Rhino, do you want to do you want to read the story of Depths of Fear, or do you want me to? Will you do it in that voice? Um, I can. Okay, uh, then you'll read about. I'm not the saying mouth. do it in the voice. I'm saying I you will do do it. In I the will voice. do it in the voice, but then you have to read about the mouth brooders. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, it's when you have a bad rash that comes back once a mouth on the inside of your mouth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Once a month. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Let's go into the story of Depths of Fear. The workers of a deep sea mining company have found themselves in a dire situation. They've delved too deep and encountered a parasitic race of creatures that turn out to be deadly. Panic ensues as you find yourself encountering infected miners and acidic creatures. The pressure builds as the self-destruct sequence counts down to inevitables and inevitable implosion of the facility so uh that's that's your story for you but uh we did identify the creatures uh and by we i mean universal was nice enough to share what the i just love that it just has in parentheses the next line mouth brooders and then next line (laughs) like it just left it as a line so it says what do you feel like this was actually uh, like someone who's involved with HHN one day was like sitting in their office and a person came in and just started like heavy mouth breathing and they got very annoyed at them and they're like and they smelled that's like it tuna they probably had like tuna. yeah they had a tuna sandwich they were mouth breathing right beside them and they're like you know what I'm gonna come up with this original idea for a maze with mouth breathers I, no mouth brooders that's it <laughs> inspiration They'll is all never around us no They'll never know that it's That'll about teach them. That'll Steve to come in with that tuna fi- fish sandwich in the microwave ever again. Gyros. Yeah. Smells like popcorn. Okay, mouth brooders. As you venture further into the depths, you'll encounter the creatures known only as the mouth brooders. Picture being trapped in a claustrophobic mining installation underwater with a countless number of these slithering monsters. Your worst nightmares will come to life as these fiends spew flesh-eating acid eggs at human hosts. And you witness miners being driven mad by the infection. And when you say miners, you mean like actual mining. Miners, Men not mine, miners. Not, not, not under 18 kids. It's my favorite joke in Galaxy Quest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they all look at least 12 to me. Yeah. <laughs> miners, not miners. <laughs> Fantastic. So that's the house. Uh, you excited for this one? Yeah, actually, you know, uh, normally I don't get overly excited for the original ones, but this one actually sounds pretty cool to me. I end up liking the original ones, too. I just, for some reason, the plots always feel weird to me. But yeah. this one seems like, I don't know, I'm already thinking about it. Tight spaces, acid burning spew things, and, like, I bet there's going to be, like, drizzling water. And the fact that you have to, it's a countdown to the inevitable implosion of the facility, that leads me to believe you're going to get wet in this one. Yeah, you you might get wet, but hopefully not too wet. Uh, I'm about 50-50 on it. I like... I like this one better than the slutty Romans or whatever we called the other one. Well, I, I don't that know was if you, I'm supposed but to say I'm, that word. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tight on there, so you never know how it goes. But um, I'll say it later on in the show, so that way you can feel better about saying it, too. I do feel bad. Yeah, now. it's fine. I'm not editing it. But anyways, uh, I think the thing for me is going to be, like it comes down to a lot of these houses, it's going to be how well is the aesthetic gonna follow through because i'm mm. going to be honest i'm going to be annoyed at every time there's a miner who's like burning up with acid just like randomly uh, it's like oh 
like I, yeah. I don't I don't care for that much. So the the monsters, the creatures, the mouth brooders, they're gonna have to be pretty terrifying and I hope they are, but I feel like it also has the potential to look really, really bad. Um, it needs to be the ingenuity of of some of like the. It need, I think they need to have the ingenuity of some of the houses in recent years where they felt like they they blended in into the environment almost in a way well, like that's Scarecrow. What, I was thinking, or the, and, um, what was that one I didn't like that everyone did? The yeah, plant. Um, yeah, they were always just like lumps of plants. Everywhere. Yeah, I, I think I need it to go that route. So like intriguing costumes, but also feel like they belong in the environment. But then it's just the overall aesthetic, too. I want like I want this blend vibe of this in this underwater mining place. I want it to be like this joint combination of like a mixture of deep blue sea, the Meg, the abyss, uh, 20,000 leagues the under the okay. sea. What was scary in the abyss? James Cameron's directing. Oh, waka waka, wackity wackity. I, I, um, do you think the theme this year is, is monsters? I mean, yeah, I guess you can kind of I'm argue to, that. It's kind of if you wanted an overall theme. I mean, look, Stranger Things, obviously, there is there are real monsters in that. Uh, Universal monsters have monsters. Uh, the Nightingales are monsters. But then again, what's not what's not a monster? The are, Shining. Are, well, technically, Jack Lawrence is a monster. And the no, 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 no. I, they're like they're killers. They're murderers, serial killers and murderers. I'm I'm trying to think now. Are the, the houses predominantly always have a monster in them, or is that going to be like? Is that going to be kind of a weave thrown together? Because we don't know the actual theme of the entire event, right? Again, this is where I guess it has to. I feel like if you murder all these people, no, eventually you're you a do metaphorical become a monster. monster. I'm talking about like real life monsters. That's a real. Well, I guess that they are real life monsters, and I'm talking about fictional monsters. But I, I feel like monsters as a whole is too much of a stretch as an overall theme unless they were going to take it from uh like going with it and saying like universal monsters will be the overarching theme and there will be houses based on all of the universal monsters singularly and such i I don't know maybe they don't need a theme i i could i i could go back to because we know there's going to be a theme next year we didn't need a theme in the fiesta of the dead year either or Uh, whatever it was and that was stupid i yeah i think more than likely this year's going to go back to that where there's going to be one scare zone that gets featured as the he gets to be the little pop final yeah yeah i i i feel like that might be how it goes i could be wrong but um i don't until we get another original or another um intellectual property house i feel like it's too soon to call what the theme is unless someone out there has already called it then then good on you please let us know it'll be be me i'll call it guess what i'm not gonna say chicken butt it's gonna be me yeah i don't play that it's gonna be may crap it's just it's gonna be me may 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 Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So that's it. That's all I have to say about that for the news. So we are going to move into our favorite portion of the show, and that deals with questions. questions. 
Questions. Questions. Questions. Now I've been listening to that other podcast so much. I wish we had a theme music for this part. I mean, technically, we could try to be like a podcast and let other other podcasts and let people make theme music for us for everything, just for the fun of it. I'm scared to see what people are going to come up with. Yeah, you know, what? but I'll, I do believe there are a lot of talented people that listen yeah, to this show. I'll, and I'll just flat out say, you want to make a theme for anything, including the show intro? Why not? We might use you it. You want to give us a child catcher theme? We're into it. Yeah. Maybe too into it. Yep. So uh, we want themes for we want themes for questions because we do questions. it every week now. So yeah. we need the theme. We intro. Oh, you want to do, sure. do you want to change the intro? I mean, we'll, we'll we see should. what's we out should, there. We should have a different song. Yeah. It shouldn't be the same as the other. Let's, show. let's see what's out yeah. there. Yeah. Maybe there could be something good out there. It's gonna be no. We're gonna get in the recording studio, you and me, and we're gonna hash out our mouth song. And redo. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, no. uh, well, first off, we can't do that for uh, legal reasons. Uh, second, I don't think anyone's going to match the sound that we're making with our mind. <laughs> oh, Sam. No. You know what? I don't. I don't need Universal sending me one more cease and desist. <laughs> so, I've already gotten enough from them. I don't need more. Anywho, uh, moving away from that. So we got questions. Intro. I mean, technically, outro goes with that too. But uh, that, what that, about an in park one? When we like cut to in the park. Oh yeah, in the yeah, park no. with Bruno and yeah, Craig. I'm thinking like a definitely like a, a stinger for that. Uh, you know, ESPN. Yeah, we need a cut to so, the cutting back and forth. Yeah, you know? uh, like, so. like a, that would just be like a, I forget what you call that a hit. It yeah. would just be a hit. Like yeah. we just need a little. And then uh, of course we already mentioned a child catcher one, and then uh, I, I guess if he's. <laughs> no, that's a little. That's a little too broad. Like that, and that's podcasting. I feel like that's that's harder to. Um. Yeah, that's podcasting. That'll be your new uh, text message tone. <laughs> Yippee! That'll be the voicemail. I Can we find someone who has connections to Al Pacino out there who to could do? Yeah, to do a. Hey, it's me. Jalapeno, something, something dumb like that. Or if we have a good impressionist out there, do it, do it yourself. Yeah, and it, maybe it's like, hey, this is Jalapeno out there. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'm just gonna say, the more '80s synth music you can work into this, the better shot you have oh. of getting a, into our theme. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. I think we've got a solid base on this. Yeah. We gave you enough inspiration, so now it's all about. What you are those going. things called? The sampler machine, <laughs> like. Basically, how they make Stranger Things or a Thurman. Any Thurman Ther- music. Theremin. 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 Theremin music yeah. out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's a, you want like an old fashioned MIDI keyboard out there? Yeah. Plug yeah, I want computer. like MIDI keyboard, but with. Okay. Yep. I, you know, I love a good Theremin song. Uh, <laughs> I love me some Theremin music. Anyways, let's get back to those questions. And uh, I, first off, I have to give a shout out. I'm glad there were so many comments commenting on, and by that I mean like two, but other people also weighed in. And on Jean Renel's performance in The Professional. Did they? And, okay. Yes, and that makes me happy overall. We're also uh, looking I, for a theme song to that podcast, if anyone has it out yeah. there. The Jean Renel. No, we absolutely. We're getting very close to launching it. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we're just waiting on financing. We're waiting to see new sponsors. Uh, apparently, Dreams Unlimited Travel and Disboards.com is not interested in that one. So, uh, so you know, we're back like there's to the something there for Oreo. Jean Renel Oreo. <laughs> I feel like it's like it's something. Anyway, all right. Okay. Sorry. So uh, yeah, we. So <laughs> I just had to point that out there too. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know why I did it, but uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna go back to a, a question that gets asked very often. We've talked about it before, but 
you know what? Now is as good as time as ever to bring it up again. But Carolyn asked, uh, I've seen in, I've seen the size limitations for rides listed on Universal's website. How is the park for larger people? Is it mostly inaccessible like it reads as? Um, I don't want to say mostly inaccessible because I don't think there's a restriction for like Kong or, or – um, uh, Fast and the Furious or like Minions and stuff. So I feel like there's a fair amount to experience. But when it comes to like the coaster attractions, like, like Spider-Man, Spider-Man uh, Transformers, I don't think those have like size restrictions necessarily. Um, yeah. You're, I, to follow up with what you're saying there, you're going to have restrictions with uh, the Incredible Hulk coaster. You're going to have issues. Harry Potter rides, the two um, coasters, yep. right? With, well, not Forbidden the coasters, Journey. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey will not be uh, serve you well. Flight of the Hippogriff won't serve you well. Uh, from what I'm hearing, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure will not serve you well, obviously. Escape from Gringotts won't. Uh, the Mummy will not as well. Uh, you can even run into issues on stuff like Men in Black. So yes, there are there are portions that are largely inaccessible if you are uh, if you are of different proportions. And uh, on top of that, too, it's not. I've said it many times on the show. I will continue to say it. It's not all about if. And I'd say this as I, I say this with as much uh i'm not trying to be rude in any way i'm saying it's not all about being fat um in some cases especially when it's harnesses coming over you uh if you are a big strong muscular person that will also have an mm. impact if you have like on gringotts i am getting close to the point too i have what i believe to be thick massive uh calves in reality people tell me i have chicken legs so <laughs> that's offensive uh, but i i struggle with with the shape of my legs i struggle with with that attraction too because of how long my legs are and how they go in so while i technically have no problem with with my waist on that I actually see some impact because of my legs and i know other people who have too so it's not always about it's not always about being fat necessarily. It's just if you are shaped in weird proportions in some ways, then sometimes you just it won't work. It's like I said, I seen girls when I worked at Forbidden Journey that I was like, eh, no way they're ever getting on. And not to like get graphic, I've told the story before. And then yeah, go up there, try to load them on, say, nope, it's not going to work. And then they're like, what's the problem? And like, well, it's not over your chest and they make it work and that's the nicest way i can say it is they they manipulate their body around getting getting on there so i've seen crazier things so it i will say it's mostly inaccessible but it's not entirely so that's it's kind of the best way it's a good question to ask though yeah. From people who have, you know, we've have, all have friends who have had those yeah. experiences. Every, everyone's different. Um, yeah. If, you know, if you're just, if you're a stockier person but built heavy, that or built thicker, not necessarily fat, that could end up hurting you in the long run where it, it's a bit more of a struggle. Whereas if you, you do have room to kind of move yourself around, then sometimes you can make that squeeze. You know, you can push your gut up a little bit and 
fit better. I know, again, I'm not trying to be insensitive with how I'm talking about it here. I'm just saying what I experienced. And it's the people who you always thought wouldn't get on something are the ones who know how to then manipulate their bodies Mm -hmm. so they can. And as long as it goes down, then harnesses go down, they get to the point they need to be. That's all that matters for any team members there. If if it shows you're safely on there, they're not going to be the one who questions it and says, "Mm, are you sure this works? That would be, uh, that's like my biggest nightmare having to think about ever having to do that. But anywho, we will will move on to the next question. Uh, Heather Jenkins asked a good one about uh, comparing the intensity of Universal's coasters with Disney. But I'm going to save that for a larger episode because Mm -hmm. uh, that's one that I think after after, – Hagrid's opens up. I think it's it's about time to to refresh that entire uh, discussion because you know Slinky Dogs open at this point. Hagrid's will be open. Dragon Challenge gone. There's a lot of a lot of change that's happened since the last time around that we did that. So uh, I thought that was a good way to try to try to buy some time until I found another question. Mm. I did not prepare ahead of time. Mm. Is, is this? Is, are we seeing a trend? Are we seeing a trend. Craig doesn't prepare. It's not that you don't prepare, that you have a lot of other work to do, and sometimes we just have to wait to the last minute to get ready for this one. That's all. Yeah. I feel like we're the, the we're like the one cousin that shows up at the holiday, and everyone's got a gift for everyone else, and then they get a Dunkin' Donuts gift certificate. Yeah, that's me. I'm bringing it up right now. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take this one. Thank you for helping. Uh, I did not listen to you. I, I always get everyone a thoughtful gift, and I end up with Dunkin' Donuts gift cards. Well, that's your main problem. You're thinking too much about people, and I would say you shouldn't do this. This is like I'm really making a connection with our audience right now because I'm looking right at them. Hi. We. Hi. I don't even need a gift. You don't even have to get me anything at that point. It's fine. Oh, by the way, we have your. I, we just found your present the other day. Again, we keep losing it, but I think this is a trick. What? This is a trick. No, it's we did. We found your Christmas present that we forgot about. At this point, I feel like the anticipation has just been hyped up way too much. See, the problem was, I, okay, here we go. This one comes from uh, Thunder. I'm not going to say what their last name is because I'm pretty sure Thunder <laughs> isn't guess their first what it name. Is. <laughs> I've seen Blade Trinity. I know the rest of that sentence. (laughs) Fantastic. So Thunder says, I would like to know which sit-down table service restaurants at Universal City Walk at night are kid-friendly or are all of them this way. Some of the restaurants seem more appropriate for adults, but I'm not sure. I don't really think of any of them as being, like, not kid-friendly. I mean, does the Red Coconut serve food? No, that's that's a nightclub. Okay, it's just a club. Okay. Um... I mean, I'm sure some could. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't really think about it. I don't think any of them would be. I'd be more like I'd be like, oh, this one gets louder or crazier than the others. But see, that's how as a whole, I would say they are all kid friendly. I would just say there are restaurants that I feel like would cater more towards kids in that way. Uh, I feel like obviously Tusum is yeah. that's a very fanciful I think side to maybe it. Caters to kids a little uh, bit too. No, you don't I, think so? I actually I. We're about due to go back to Cowfish again, whether it's personal or no, we can or go. with the company. But I, 
I have, think I was talking about this to some, I can't remember who, but I think I think if they decide to redo City Walk again in the near future, get rid of it. I think that'll probably be one to go. Uh, um, well, it's unfortunate. I mean, I haven't been since we did that Disney versus Universal video. So yeah, I I think potentially it could be. It feels like it loses a little bit of steam every single day it stays open but anywho uh i feel like hard rock cafe obviously a lot of a lot to stimulate you and yeah. it's a very loud environment so that's also a plus kid you don't have to worry about the kids screaming um I, I would say that would kind of go along too with like bubba gump in a way and uh i thought about margaritaville well, yeah, for I was gonna a second say margaritaville but if there's like a um if they're playing music or something. Yeah. The only issue I see with Margaritaville and as being one of those people before, usually when we're talking about like later night dining, um, you know, if we're talking about, if we're talking about like seven, eight o'clock, I would say you're still fine. But when it gets to the point where it's like nine 30, 10 and you go in, I will say that there's also a like-mindedness of a lot of people are in there for a lot of margaritas and a lot of drinking. So I've, I've seen it become more inappropriate in that restaurant the later on it gets um i think nbc's got the you can play the games under the yeah. tables right yeah i'd in say i i thought that kind of the margaritaville effect like i just talked about i thought that would kind of slip over to nbc but i don't think it really ever did no it's, but you get I've the been there very good yeah because it's like you know all the tvs and the beer and all that stuff yeah, but. but it doesn't it's pretty pretty good at any point in the any point in the day and uh you know it's anahitos i think that's fine for kids late at night it's not very exciting but it's again it's a very loud restaurant so let your kids scream in there it's not really going to disrupt no, anyone please don't. um and no it's you know what it's kids have a rough life too just we, like adults we can't so. speak to the big fire big burger big happy but no, but i can already tell you that it will be big happy there <laughs> it will be do you see that art that somebody yes sent i okay. i wish i completely forgot about it until you just brought that up but uh as we're giving the ending uh wrapping up i'll make sure that rhino gives you the shout out for it because it was awesome it made my day so but that's also it for this episode we did our two questions so uh that's thank you rhino I thank thank you. thank you and uh thank you everyone out there who listened and watched this uh as always if you need any more information head over to disunplugged.com home of the show notes page for the show and all the others on the disunplugged podcast network and you know you can find links to facebook twitter instagram or our email uo podcast at disunplugged.com so along with all of that you know if you want to leave us questions for next week's show use those comments on youtube that's where we're going to read them from. I know I said tweet at us and stuff, and last week we answered one from Twitter, but it's easiest if you leave it on YouTube. Even though now I'm saying that, I just realized that I struggle to find them every single week, so maybe I'm an idiot. That could potentially be it. But, yep, YouTube, leave those comments. Also, make sure you're subscribed. Hit that bell so you get notified anytime we have any new videos come up on our channel. And, yep. Leave, hit that thumbs up if you want and then if you're listening to this on itunes go ahead and uh if you're listening to us via apple Podcasts, however you want to say it uh, you know go ahead and make sure you're subscribed and as well as leading us leaving us feedback uh on top of that too uh, if you're finding us audio wise via other methods spotify the rest google uh, uh, uh stitcher any of those well hope you enjoy it I That's feel bad. I, I can't find that. it. It's it yeah. was on it was on Twitter. I think. 
Yeah. Uh, see, Rhino's trying to Rhino's trying to get to the point where he's a big influencer. Oh, found it. And it was it was this person, Raya Karkis. <laughs> um and uh yeah, they uh we should probably submit this to Pig Fire Mark. It was Big Burger, Pig Fire, Pig Happy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's a, a really cute little illustration. It's <laughs> It does make me big happy. Uh, yeah, so thank you. That made our day. Hey, and if you have any other artwork you want to send us, I'll, you know, use that Twitter. At Teleclaster. At R-Y-N-O-1185. It's my birthday. We'd love to see it. Yep. Uh, I will give you his social security number later. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> hey, it won't matter very long from now. So we're about to go Mad Max Thunderdome long run. It's cool. That's what it's Bill Nye said. Mm-hmm. He is the science guy at that oh we are ending the show so thank you so much for listening and watching we hope you enjoyed it we'll be back with you next week for another episode until then remember we still haven't changed the game